Tyler Smiley. And I'm John Morrison. And this is the Rooted and Grounded podcast. Rooted and Grounded creates theological content to grow the church and our knowledge of God in order that we would grow in our love for Him and for our neighbor. You can check out more at rootedandgrounded.co. And sign up for the newsletter so we can send you articles when we write them. We will not flood your inbox because we are slow writers. John, I'm, I'm more excited about this podcast than I have ever been. Is it because I'm not the only one in the room with Can you I now? Can I tell you why? <laughs> Please do. Because we have a special guest with us. I am so excited. This could make our podcast go viral. I'm being honest about Global that. Global missions expert, Benji Lavender. So we have here with Re- us... Retract that. <laughs> we, we have here with us Benjamin Benji... Lavender, and he is an uh, associate pastor at Lakewood Baptist Church with us, and your full title, Benji, is what? The Pastor of Global Initiatives. Which may be the strongest title. It is. It is. anyone I've ever heard. Worth about 6K is what they say. <laughs> um, really encompasses all things uh, in the world, so you know, I, f- I, f- I feel the responsibility. You are the pastor of everything global. Yes, Mm. So that means anything that has to do with Christ's work on <laughs> earth <laughs> falls yeah, under your we domain. We should probably rethink the whole title. <laughs> just, let's back up just a little bit. Oh, no, that is so good. Uh, can, can, I, can we say like your background in mm-hmm. missions mm-hmm. on the airwaves? Would you like me to say that? I'd like okay, if... Okay, because you said we. Had, yeah. yeah, I want you to, but I want to make sure <clears throat> we, that's allowable. Okay. Uh, so... The whole thing? Whatever you want to say. Where you want to go? Okay. Whatever so you want to say. Your background in missions. I was a teacher. Uh-huh. That was my first career out of out of college. Left uh, teaching uh, because I felt the Lord leading me to um, to the nations and felt a, a strong desire to make Christ known where he had not yet been uh, named. And so uh, just kind of through a process, the Lord sent uh, my wife and I overseas. We were with an organization called Pioneers. Um, and so we're with Pioneers for three years on the field for two, uh, before the Lord led us back here. Um, one Tyler Smiley came along and offered me a home and a job and it was just a blessing and thank the Lord I'm still here. Hey, do you remember the first time that we met? I do. Do you coffee? remember? No. Over coffee. Yes. Over coffee. Mm-hmm. Do you remember where it was? Jefferson. It was in Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the name of the Ew. coffee shop? Oh, I really was wishing you did. <laughs> because it was something good, like sugar and spice or something like that. Yeah. Cream and sugar. Yeah, I think it's cream, I think and, it's sugar. cream and sugar. There's no yep. R at the end. Uh, that's where we... Yep. Cream it's, and sugar. Yeah. S-H-U-G-A. Sh- sugar. Yes. S-H-U-G-A. Is it yeah. called cream and sugar? That's right. <laughs> And that was the beginning Just of our relationship. Just plug that into the Google machine. <laughs> you knew it was going to be good. <laughs> I knew it was, it was meant to be. <laughs> Cream and sugar. Cream and sugar. We, we probably just up their business uh, fivefold. We're, full disclosure, we are getting a kickback from Cream and Sugar. I hope we are now. Yeah. They owe us one. Well, we have Benji here with us, John, uh, because this podcast, we want to talk about missions. And, uh, boy, when you, when you combine this table fellowship to talk about the mission of God in the world. And you can hear from uh, both theological and 
practical and experiential and everything that goes into what it means to be on mission for God and what the mission is. And in, in this time together, hopefully we'll also talk about the local church. You know, what what does both the local church um, as the one that's doing the missions, how does that play a part? And what about the local church where, where missions is happening? You know, so mm-hmm. building that local church and, and all these kinds of things. So we want to make sure we talk about as much of that as we can get into a half-hour podcast, because people are on the treadmill right now. Engaged. And they got half-hour of running, and we want to make that time go by so fast. Let's get after it. Make them sweat. So so let's let's start with just a basic um, dialogue, description, and definition of what is missions. What do we mean by missions? So, yeah. I defer to... I think Benji needs to answer first. I mean, he is the guest. Let Stott say it so that I can say I concur. Okay, let's let (laughs) Stott say it. Yeah, so we're, one of our groups we're doing, one of our missions groups with college students, we're reading Stott's Christian Mission in the Modern World. I don't know if you guys know this. There's a 40th anniversary edition where Chris Wright writes reflections on each chapter. Mm. Uh, Highly recommend it. How's that been going? Uh, It's been great. Is it good? It's really good. And a great resource, especially for... I think beginning thinking about missions. Say the title one more time in case they missed it. Christian Mission and the Modern World. Originally written by John Stott. In 75. Okay. And then Chris Wright has come in and does reflections on each chapter. Uh, Really helpful resource because basically what the book does is five chapters that define key words involving missions. Mm. And it's just a great baseline for entering that dialogue. Because I think for all of us, we grew up or were quickly inundated in situations where we know that taking the gospel to the nations is important, that missions is important. But then you start to do it and you realize, or be involved in it, support it, send people. Realize, oh, there are a lot of differing opinions on what this should look like mm-hmm. yeah. and what, what we actually yep. mean by this word missions. Yep. So Stott wants it, he takes a pretty, I think, broad view of it. And he uses John 17, Jesus' words in John 17, um, as the basis for what he says is, he says this is sort of the biggest challenge, or so the highest calling of the Great Commissions. As the Father has sent me into the world, so I have sent you into the Mm. world. That we're called, missions is the church being sent into the world to do what Christ did, Mm -hmm. to serve the world. Um, and he'll say to serve the world both through proclaiming the good news, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom that has come in Jesus Christ, and also serving the world through, Stott uses the phrase social action, but mm-hmm. caring for those in need, doing things that are good for the world. Mm-hmm. And those aren't, sometimes in missions, discussion, mm-hmm. those are pitted against each other, right? Yep. right? We're, we're going to change the world by digging wells, mm-hmm. or digging wells is stupid, we yeah. just need to, we only need to save souls, yep. so we're going to share the gospel. And he says, look at Jesus' ministry. These two go hand in hand. They're mm-hmm. partners together in the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so he would say the mission is, let me find the quotation here, just so I don't paraphrase. You know, let's actually get it. Mission describes everything the church is sent into the world to do. Mission embraces the church's double vocation of service to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Mm. So this idea that the salt of the earth, that it preserves this social action, right? Preserves the world, helps the world, does good things for the world. 
but also is the light of the world, that it points people, mission is pointing people to Jesus Christ as the light of the world. Amen. So we want to say that when we think about the mission of either the mission of God or the mission of the church or or what it means to be sent, uh, so John 17, which you read, mm-hmm. by Christ into the world, that it, it's both of those. And to do one without the other would be deficient. Is that too far to say? To only share uh, through proclamation, through your words, or to only uh, dig wells, feed hung- hungry? Yeah, well, I think Stott's helpful in unpacking this in his chapter to talk about how right, what Christ did was came and self self-giving service okay and so we're called to love fully yeah. love people fully and different situations call for us to serve and to love in mm-hmm. different ways mm-hmm. okay. and so it's not that we're all called to do everything all at once or that every situation requires mm-hmm. us to do everything but that you see people's need and you mm-hmm. address that to be a servant to serve them to have that self-giving service is to care for them in the way they need yep. and yep. so that entail ultimately if you're around somebody long enough, that's going to entail both of those mm-hmm. things. Caring for their physical needs, but also for their pointing them to Christ and their greatest need. Yeah, and you, I mean, you used John 20 or 17. Yeah, he says very similar things, yeah. 17 and 20. Where he says, you know, as the Father sent me, so I've sent you. First John 2, 6, he says, you know, if anyone would claim to live in him, must walk as Jesus did. So it's, well, how did Jesus yeah. do this? Well, we as the church, as as his people, are to, to do Likewise, um, and you know, it, we do. We kind of create that f- false dichotomy between the kind of the good works do do the b- drill the wells, do the stuff against. Well, just preach the gospel, share the gospel, get converts. But you know, it's just it's not biblical to go one way. At the expense of the other. Mm. I mean, it just biblically, yeah. just naturally, that they go hand in hand. <clears throat> and the thing that I've I've noticed is, and I think you say that Stott um, prioritizes evangelism, right? The proclamation yes. of, of uh, the gospel. Um, but I think one of the things I've noticed recently is 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 to to assert that n- nowadays to assert the the priority of 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 gospel proclamation sometimes it's heard and taken by people as well so you don't care about their 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 needs a a, a b or c and so i think it's super helpful like mm. stott's uh explanation to to make sure that's always communicated this this is part of what it's they're hand in hand they're both together so. in your in your personal experience of both being trained and then being sent as a mm-hmm. missionary and now training and sending missionaries yourself mm-hmm. Is there, are we in a trend where one of those is, from the folks you're interacting with, uh, more highlighted, more considered than the other? Maybe. Okay. It's hard to say. Maybe. Yeah, I guess it just depends on who you talk to. I I do think sometimes younger people are more oriented towards social justice mission. Yeah. Right. right. So Mm -hmm. feeding the poor, um, Clothing. I mean, just amen to yeah, all of them. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Wonderful. Um, but sometimes can 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 uh, maybe back up a little bit on the necessity that this gospel must be proclaimed to all the nations. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah. So I've seen a little bit. Yeah. And, and I think, again, because I'm going to keep referencing Doc because I just read it this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> he's fairly helpful in saying this is about, this is why the body of Christ is so necessary. That, yes, we're all called to love our neighbor as ourselves, and we're mm-hmm. all called to proclaim the glories of Christ. Mm-hmm. But we are part of a body of Christ so that we shouldn't feel that we have to do everything. If you are like, if the Lord has called you to go and serve in one of these humanitarian things mm-hmm. and that be your focus, yep. right? not to the neglect of sharing the gospel, but your primary focus is this mm-hmm. then go and Amen. do that. Yep. And the church can do that because we know that other people are called Who's, uh, who focus on doing what you did, mm-hmm. going to unreached people groups so that they can hear the name of Christ. And that, uh, to me, that's one of the beauties of the church and just the importance of doing mission not as not by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. my missions organization. I'm not my church. But as together, as a body, we fulfill these different roles. Even at our callings, our personalities, the way God has gifted us, it helps I think it provides that rounded picture rather than saying this is the only way that you can do mission yep. is dig wells. Or this is the only way you can do mission is you need to have 40 conversations this week right. on the, uh, about the gospel. And say, no, God has called and gifted you in different ways. So use the church to learn those giftings, but know that you're part of a body that's fulfilling this well-rounded calling to serve the world. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the foundation or the overview. How's that for a mixed metaphor? Ish. It's either under or over. <laughs> and now we're going to get the pillars <laughs> in between. And it's them. also holding in the middle the joists. Uh, that's kind of the either foundation or overview, however you want to say it, of the the biblical general discussion of what missions is. what And what we mean by missions when we talk about it as a local church. Is there a difference between mission and missions? Well, that, mm. see, I was going to ask that. Oh, yeah. beat you to the punch. I, I, I do. The whole mission, you can start playing the semantic game. Yeah. A little yeah. You know, as an English right? major, right, Benji? Like, this is what I do. <laughs> this is my world. You like these things, um, which sometimes I can get very frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking I about? I have been known to frustrate Benji from time to time. <laughs> Never. Oh, man, not be so. Um, but, you know, just when I when I think about missions, and plural, missions, um, one of the things that's most helpful for me is to think, what is the mission? Okay. Um, which I agree with with Stott, but sometimes I'm, I'm more narrow-focused, um, <clears throat> which is so helpful when you have different angles and perspectives that kind of help, you know, keep one another in, in check and in balance. But when I think, what okay, what is the mission? Um, and I think, okay, Great Commission. Yeah. Right? Matthew 28, we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations mm-hmm. um said it in in luke 24 to to that that the christ should suffer and on the third day rise and that forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations yeah mm-hmm. so you know acts one you'll be my witnesses in jerusalem judea samaria and the ends of the earth uh so just this 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 commission to to go with the message of christ um the message which i love how Paul puts it, he calls it the message of reconciliation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He says in 2 Corinthians, Corinthians 5, yeah. uh-huh, that uh, all this is from God, who through Christ 
reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So just very in a very narrow way, that's how I think, hey, what's the mission? You've got a fallen sinful world, mankind separated from God because of sin. God and his love sending his son, Jesus, to die for our sin um, freely by his grace that we might be reconciled to himself. Proclaiming this message to every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. So you want to helpfully try to take the confusion away from people. I, I don't mean, know how helpful I am. Well, <laughs> I think it is to get there. There's a helpfulness in say, let's just keep, let's try to keep it somewhat simple. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the mission, though. But then I, I don't know. I guess maybe you would say if you were talking about missions, you would say the outworking of these things in the world. Is that what John you would? How, it, so I mean that if that's the mission. Reconciliation of all things. Yeah. So, like Ephesians one ten, yeah, right. So, similar idea mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to bring all things in yep. heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To bring all things, reconcile mm-hmm. all things mm-hmm. under Christ. That's that's God's mission. And I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. You, I think you got at that is that this isn't something we're doing right. that we've made up, but we are participating in what God is doing. Yes. Um, that it is his mission. And then I think, maybe, yeah, our putting feet to that is missions. Like, there is one mission mm-hmm. yeah. that yeah, all good. things will be reconciled under Christ to the glory of God the Father. There's one mission. Yeah. And then how that goes about is probably missions. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've talked a little bit about the what. What about the where? Where do we do this? Uh where where does this happen? Is there a priority among where it happens? And so some of the some of the things I think would be helpful to talk about. Someone mentioned earlier unreached people groups, that that sort of thing. Where and by that, well, Benji, when we talk about unreached people groups, mm-hmm. what what do we mean by that? Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> and this is uh, I guess one helpful resource. John Piper's "Let the Nations Be Glad." He he unpacks this. Very, very well. The idea of, of ethne, um, the word from, well, all over the place, but specifically Matthew 28 when he says, go and make disciples of all nations. And when we hear the word nation, us, we, we might think more geopolitical, <clears throat> you know, the United States, Morocco, that sort of thing. Uh, but the word is ethne, um, which is more of, more of ethnic people. And so there are distinct ethnic peoples within geopolitical right. nations. Yep. Yep. And so one thing that helps me a lot is just thinking about, you know, Native Americans, right? Um, right. We might. They're all Native Americans as an Indian nation, maybe. Uh-huh. But then you have the Sioux, right, and the Apache, and they're distinct cultures and languages, and um, and this is who he's called us to go and make disciples of. Uh, so so unreached. Yes. Uh, peoples would be those peoples who uh, missiologists would say um, have had um, very limited to no access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
um, or, or not sufficient resources in and of themselves to reach their own people with the gospel. Um, so, yeah. And um, so long as there are not sufficient resources within their own gospel or w- within their own context or culture for the gospel to be there, mm-hmm. so they're utterly dependent on outside. Yes, to come with with the gospel. You're right. So, and I don't know how they. Uh, I'm sure they explain this. Yeah. But, you know, some some sites like Joshua Project or People Groups. dot uh, org. I think that's the IMB site, but uh, we'll say. Uh, unreached people group could be defined as a, a people group with fewer than two percent evangelical Christian, um, and uh, an unengaged unreached people group would be that percentage uh, who no one is even trying has a has a plan to try to bring the gospel to them. Right. Um, so. So it do we is that a priority of missions? With a mission to unreached people group, I mean, so I think, I think we want to say that this is happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mis- the mission of God, reconciliation, happens everywhere. Yep. In your, in, yep. so th- whoever you who is listening to who <laughs> you who are listening to this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> join a local church and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ yes. for the reconciliation yeah. of those people who live near you. Yep. Your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yep. But. Uh, is is there some? I mean, I think it was an emphasis to unreached people groups because they don't have the gospel. But is there a priority to this? I mean, how how would you how would we start to tease this out? I, so, I think you know the, the the commission to make disciples to to proclaim the gospel is for all of us uh, in every context. So you our families. Right, making disciples of our children, of our extended family, of our our literal neighbors mm-hmm. right next door to us. Um, so, so it's it's regardless of where we show up in the world, we're we're sharing Christ. We're making disciples. That's that's our calling. Um, but this idea of unreached people groups, I think there there there's a. Uh, I don't want to emphasize one over another, but I think they just need to be on the radar. Yeah. Okay. I think that that's the priority is yeah. that it's easier to see those right around us and just have no uh, thought of those who are in places far away from us, right? They're out of sight, out of mind, um, and have no gospel witness. Yeah. So just, just that they would be on our radar. I think that should be a priority. Yeah. 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 yeah I think that's really helpful because it's the, the effort, the expense, the energy, the challenges of going to an unreached people group, mm-hmm. that's that's great because you're going either with a very small Christian community or no Christian community. So I think just the aware, to your point, sometimes it may sound like we prioritize that over anything else mm-hmm. because the challenges mean we have to emphasize it. We have to repeat it so much right. more. Right. I think it's interesting I think it's easy to think of unreached people groups as far away, mm-hmm. um, but depending on how you want to define culture, mm-hmm. uh, there's some. Uh, there we could say there are unreached areas of the U.S. based on that two percent. Oh, absolutely. So I think yep. that's one of the fascinating things is, usually a lot of times we talk about missions and think, well, that's something that happens over there with mm-hmm. people who look different than I. 
But in reality, those unreached statistics are within not a long drive right. of our of where we are or even our own communities. And to be be alert to the fact that there are pockets in your yeah, there are pockets of that yep. near us, but then also not too far in our own country yep. that we could technically call unreached. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And even representatives of places in the world mm-hmm. whose people yep. people groups are unreached. Yeah. Right? Oh, what an amazing thing. I mean, it, for us, being yeah. so close to Atlanta, yeah. mm-hmm. with the number of immigrants to say, we have an opportunity here to reach the nations yep. and not leave Georgia. Yep. The state, not the republic. Right, we can say good clarification. Yeah, because we may have listeners <laughs> on other parts of the world. Only if our mothers travel. But <laughs> I want to be clear. Uh, yeah, but I think that we, our mindset. I think for so long we've thought, I mean, rightly, like we have to go a long way to mm-hmm. do missions to unreached people. Mm-hmm. And you say, no. I mean. That there are people who are called to do that mm-hmm. and praise the Lord for them, and we want to support them and send them well. But we all, I think, a lot of times we need to be awakened to the fact that there are uh, people from around the world, yes. from unreached people yep. groups, right here, right here. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think that's when we start to think about mission, we start to be attuned to that. That's mm-hmm. one of the great things we can see is you can go to the nations. Sometimes by just going to your next door neighbor. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want to ask this question in relation to unreached people groups, and so given all that we've just talked about and, and where they may be, but I want us to think particularly with uh, it's international travel. You have to go somewhere, okay, to to mm-hmm. to go to be with that people group, take the gospel yep. there. How is the local church? a part of that what is the role of so a local church in Gainesville Georgia and we want to talk about reaching an unreached people group that exists somewhere uh, in Africa in Asia mm-hmm. in another on another continent yep. what is the role of the local church here in that well I mean I, I think one thing is is just that we are called to love our neighbor as ourself yeah right Self as ourselves. As ourselves. Our self is. That's not even. Love right. my neighbor as myself. As myself. And our love our neighbors. John is the ourselves. Linguist. Love our neighbor. Ourselves. Our self is kind of a oxymoron. That, that dog will hunt. <coughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're called to love our neighbor. My neighbor as myself, right? Um, and important for us to know uh, who our neighbor is, which Jesus unpacked. Well, with the parable of the uh, Samaritan, good the good Samaritan. Samaritan, good Samaritan, good Samaritan sometimes one. we call yes. it. <laughs> um, but knowing, okay, the the Uyghur people of Xinjiang, that's our neighbor. Yeah, um, they might not be near us at all, but we know that that is a people for whom Christ died. Yeah, um, that. Um, in the same way that he knit us together in our mother's womb, he knit them together in their mother's womb. Mm. Uh, he knows the hairs on their head. Like th- this is a this is a people for whom Christ died. So, uh, knowing the 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 beauty of the gospel, being in awe of having this relationship with uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit that we have been given by grace, 
um, we are compelled. We want that for others. So as a local church here in Gainesville, Georgia, when I think about, I think that's half the battle is just thinking about them, being aware of them, yeah, and, and then wanting for them what what I enjoy myself in, in having God. Um, yeah. But as a local church, um, putting my heart affection on them, our heart yeah. affection upon them, yeah. praying for them, mm-hmm. right, interceding on their behalf, asking what Jesus asked, told us to ask. Ask the Lord of the harvest to raise up workers and send them into the harvest field, right? Mm-hmm. Asking that he would send people to this particular people group, that the gospel would be proclaimed, um, asking that they would call upon his name for salvation. Uh, so so praying, no doubt, I think sometimes we, we neglect, underestimate, um, and... That has got to be such a huge emphasis for us as a local body, particularly when they're away from us, when they're maybe they're not around us, where we can maybe serve them in, in, a, in a more physical way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But praying for them, we can send uh, missionaries to them. We yeah. can send others to them. Ask the Lord to raise up workers from w- within our own body yeah. that they might go. Um, but there, there is just there. There are numerous ways that we can serve, we can love, we can desire that they would come to know Christ uh, if we just put our our hearts on them. Yeah, I think. yeah. I love your emphasis that you've brought to us here as a local church of praying for other people groups, of just starting there. Because mm-hmm. I know for me personally, you can just feel helpless. You know, like how would we ever get the gospel there, yeah. wherever there may be. Yeah. No, just start praying. See what the Lord does. Yes. Let it change your own heart first. Yes. And then, and and just hope that God will move and work and yes. trust that He'll do that. Because John said this earlier, you know, pointing out that this is God's work. Mm-hmm. This, this is His. Yeah. He's He's invited us to participate, to be a part of this, to kind of have this front row seat to His glory. Yeah. Watch Him do. Yeah. Um, and 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 prayer is is one of the ways he's blessed us to be a, a part of that. Yeah. So. John, you wrote on sort of this topic with the local church mm-hmm. recently through Ephesians, right? Philippians through Philippians, right? Both with a little reference books. to Ephesians, some I reference think, to Ephesians, but primarily it was through Philippians. Philippians. You yeah. wrote a, a sort of a study guide there. I mean, what what did you? Just some general observations you found about the local church and missions. Well, there. There are two thoughts that come to mind with what Benji was saying. Then maybe we'll, maybe okay. I'll get to Philippians eventually. Yeah. Uh, but one is that that what the local church can do for missions, for international missions, is to keep it in front of people mm-hmm. and to constantly, maybe not constantly, but consistently ask the question: Is God calling you to go? As you mm-hmm. stir people's affections, as you point them, as you pray. Just to remind, in your Sunday school class, if you're a youth leader, talking about it with college students, talking about it from the pulpit, saying from your Sunday school class, just asking that question, yep. reminding people this is a very real possibility, mm-hmm. that God does this. He's done this for 2,000 years. He's taken people from one location, sent them to another to proclaim Christ. Yes. Amen. So I think keeping that in front of people, and then really what the church can do is make disciples. Mm-hmm. Like, grow people in their walk with Christ. Yes. And as God ra- matures them and sanctifies them, evaluate their lives, look at their lives, affirm 
when they sense a calling, mm-hmm. maybe call that out in them and say, have you considered? Mm-hmm. So I think they're very, like you said, it can seem daunting, yeah. right? That mm-hmm. this right. is like, how in the world can we do this? Yeah. You pray, mm-hmm. you talk about it, you call people to it, mm-hmm. and you do the very things that we're called to do as a church. Mm-hmm. Help people read the Bible well, help people pray, mm-hmm. memorize and meditate on Scripture, grow in their walks with Christ. Yeah. And that, because fundamentally, you think about the call, the requirements for being an elder, for being a pastor, which, you know, we can get into. But there are some, right, for what we're calling missionaries to do, ultimately, there would be a church involved. And you say, it's about character. It's about Mm -hmm. godliness. Mm -hmm. So grow people in godliness, and you'll be raising up people for the nations. We talked about the Stott book that now has the... uh, uh, reflections from Chris Wright. Other resources that you would uh, recommend to folks as good resources, helpful resources, books? Um. Well, I'd mentioned earlier, <clears throat> uh, let the nations be glad. I think that's helpful. Um, but uh, honestly, I, I I would hate to. You're going to say the Bible, aren't you? I, feel I like see it Bible's on your face coming. right now. <laughs> I feel oh, like the Bible's going to do it. Yeah. Just read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so not to <laughs> sound that way, but that's a it's a it's a great great answer. <laughs> it's a good answer. You know, Benji. just just just. Uh, My answer is Jesus. Scripture. <laughs> but seriously, um, yeah. I mean, w- the Bible gives us everything that we need to know yeah. about about God, His mission, His calling, that we should be a part of this. Um, but then also, you know, I think books, even biographies or other books that aren't necessarily about missions, but are about how awesome God is, um, that we might, I, I think that's where it's, starts is is just being in awe of our god beholding our god and you know like paul says in second corinthians 5 it's the love of christ that compels us yeah um being in awe of him and what he has done for me in in the gospel us um man i mean it's like revelation 5 9 he says worthy are you lord right he, he is worthy. That's that's why we we go. Yeah. Um, that's why we would go to any hard place and forgetting ourselves, uh, thinking of others, because because Christ is worthy. Yeah. I mean, you said the Bible. I have a hard time following that up <laughs> because you know it's like, what do you say after the Bible? But do you know what I'm going to say next? If I had to recommend a resource. Obviously. You're going to recommend something by Leslie Newbegin. Anything by Leslie Newbegin, Anything. basically, is what I'll recommend. And I just Before, want to... I know you want to close. I want to read this Newbegin. quote, John. I, I want you to read it. because, But I do think Benji's point, worth mentioning, Yeah, your theology will determine how you do mission. Yes. Right. What you believe about the work of Christ, the atonement, mm-hmm. is going to shape what you prioritize in mission, what you believe about anthropology, who we are mm-hmm. as creatures in the image of God and how we were made. Mm-hmm. All those things shape. Yep. So... Uh, I think a lot of times people want to say, you know, well, there's such a great need. I must go now mm-hmm. and we'll worry about the training later. And say, well, no, it's like you need to be discipled in God's word. Mm-hmm. You need to be understand 
how this is put together in theology, that you need to be grounded in those truths, the glory of who God is, mm-hmm. because that's going to sustain you for a lifetime of ministry yep. and shape doing it well, I think. Yep. But I want you to have the last word with Leslie Newman. That's why I interrupted you. No, so those you are good words. I'm, I'm glad you said that, John. Can I read this quote now, though? <laughs> I mean... I'm glad you said that. That was really <laughs> helpful. We're not sure whose podcast this is. We're still we're still fighting over it. I'm about to make it Leslie Newbegin's podcast. We're just actually going to read Newbegin for the next three podcasts. <laughs> From his book, The Gospel and a Pluralist Society, or you could read The Open Secret, an introduction to the theology of mission by Leslie Newbin, Newbegin, or you could, uh, just, just any of them. Um, I do think it's helpful to point out at this point that Tyler has taken many prominent evangelical pastors to task for not including Leslie Newbegin in their missions uh, <laughs> conferences. Let's not name any names. I won't name any names. It's, it's an issue near and dear to his heart. <laughs> Let's not name any names. This is what Leslie Newbegin says in the opening of, a chap, uh, of one of the chapters in the Gospel and Pluralist Society. There's been a long tradition which sees the mission of the church primarily as obedience to a command. It has been customary to speak of the missionary mandate. This way of putting the matter is certainly not without justification. And yet it seems to me that it misses the point. It tends to make mission a burden rather than a joy. To make it part of the law rather than part of the gospel. If one looks at the New Testament evidence, one gets another impression. Mission begins with a kind of explosion of joy Mm. the news that the rejected and crucified jesus is alive is something that cannot possibly be suppressed it must be told who could be silent about such a fact the mission of the church in the pages of the new testament is more like the fallout from a vast explosion a radioactive fallout which is not lethal but life giving Mm. Missions as an explosion of joy. Benji, you bring that to the table, and I'm thankful (laughs) for that. Like, that it's a joy Mm. to take the gospel where it is not. Amen. That's good. Thank you for being our first guest. (laughs) So excited. I hope we recorded. (laughs) No, I hope it did too, because we're not re-recording it. (laughs) And as always, thank you for your time, John. Thanks, Tyler.